Hi, I'm Namusa. And I'm Adadana. And this is the Africana Podcast. Now I don't know why, what our words really are. It's okay. We'll make them up. We'll make them up. No one knows what we are saying. But it's right. Episode 11. We made it. We're in like the double digits. Well, that was last time, but yes. <laughs> We're also in double you digits. Know. We're still in double digits. And we're not going back anytime soon. Ever. So, Namusa, since episode 10, what has been your life? There's been a lot of things that have happened. The highlight of my day, though, is I got an email. This person will remain anonymous. Um, What's your name? Anonymous. Sorry, I think I did that one another episode, <laughs> but it's so no. easy. It's so easy. Okay. Um, so, I got an email, and I was asked to be a bridesmaid. Yeah, in a wedding in December. So that was really, really exciting about today. I have never been a bridesmaid in my life. I don't know how that has happened. I was going to say. So like... All the people you know? Never a bride, never a bridesmaid. Well, I mean... You got to start somewhere. I feel like that's a pretty... I'm okay with that combination. And I have like a lot of very close female friends who have been married and none of them have had bridesmaids. How do you feel about this? No, it's not that I wasn't a bridesmaid. None of them had bridesmaids. Oh, okay. Yeah. So apparently all of my married friends are... Saving money. Maybe alternative. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm officially going to be a bridesmaid. Really need to start hitting the gym aggressively. Oh, my gosh. Between now and then. Because, you know, Trap Man 2017. I I don't... (laughs) There was a dot, dot, dot in there. And that's going to be in December. And I didn't... (laughs) For everybody out there. um, Yes, I will be trapping in December 2017. This is a very advanced trap. This is the long game trap. Okay. No, that's fair. It's a marathon, not a sprint. I'm really taking that to the next level. Yes, you are. What about you? What's happened since our last episode? Well, I'm going to talk about my recent travels and perhaps what inspired them because <laughs> I don't mind looking a bit alternative. I think slash ratchet. <laughs> ratchet. I don't know if it was ratchet, but it was definitely a um, impulsive is also not the word, but could be the word. <laughs> Semantics, you know. Yeah. But if you follow me on Instagram, then you know that I recently went to Cape Town and got my entire life. Um, all of it. All of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's my second time in Cape Town. I've been lucky enough to have visited, actually, this time last year. Uh, That time I went with my best friend after a friend of ours from high school got married in Joburg, and so we did Cape Town as a weekend thing. And this time I went for a slightly different purpose. Pray Uh, tell. (laughs) But let me just say that the first time I went to Cape Town, I remember landing on the runway and having this intense feeling of, I want to come back. Mind you, wheels have barely touched the tarmac. South Africans do that to you. Well, I remember thinking vividly, I I was like, I need to come back. I know I haven't left the plane yet. I haven't left the airport yet. I don't know what this city is about, but I know that I want to come back. And then in subsequent days of eating good food and being surrounded by mountains and water and just beauty all around, ah, okay, that makes perfect sense why I want to come back. Slash, I kind of want to live here one day, and I don't know who's going to pay me or how that's going to work, but it needs to happen. So that was further confirmed on this trip. I don't know how, but I'm buying a house in Cape Town or an apartment, whichever one comes first. Well, the rain's not doing so great right now, so now would be the time. Yeah, and every time, actually, I go to South Africa, Zuma does something. He, he knows fi- you're coming. He fires a finance minister. Yeah, I guess again, we're, uh, uh, again, exactly, again, and again, and again, and again. Uh, so the reason I went to Cape Town. <laughs> Well, how do I start this? There is a certain male human that I know. And so, (laughs) 
the look you're giving me right now. Oh. We've hung out a few times. Let's just put it that way. Okay. Effectively, like, our second date was going to be going to Cape Town. I am all about that. Which I know sounds absurd, but then again, I already told you, episode seven, joy will be my word. Mm -hmm. And what would be joyful right now is me going to Cape Town. And I was like, you know what? If you want to be there too, let's make it happen. So there was a music festival that I had gone to previously in the year that he was upset that I didn't tell him about. And I'm like, you know, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't know you back then. If I had, this wouldn't have been a problem. And so I sent him information about the Cape Town Jazz Fest, which is a pretty renowned jazz festival slash in general music festival on the continent. Yep. And for jazz lovers, people flock to Cape Town. I think 30,000 people go to Cape Town every year for this festival. Sounds like heaven. Yeah. So I say, hey, you should check this out. And it's like, and I think now I'm forgiven for any previous wrongdoings. wrongdoings and not letting you know about other things. And he's like, no, 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 you're not forgiven. The only way you'll be forgiven is if you're motivated enough to come with me to this. Skirt. And I'm like, say no more, fam. Because listen, what the people don't know, but people who know me know, I don't play games. When it comes to travel, I will book that flight. So unless you want to get left, don't say things <laughs> that you can't cash. Mm -hmm. But then again, I am thinking, okay, Addy, like, you know, yes, you have traveled f perhaps for less of a reason, but maybe you should think critically about this. So I'm thinking like step one, do I have the money for this? And step two, I have a monthly meeting at work at the end of every month, every Friday. And I had previously given this whole speech to my teammates about like being committed as, cause they, <laughs> were, cause they were late the first meeting of the month by like 15 minutes. And I was there and I was livid. Cause I was the one who was, you know, I was like, I believed in you guys. And I told, you know, how dare you come in 15 minutes late. And I gave this whole, like that my lip was twitching. Like it was very dramatic, like the glory tear. Yeah, I kind of yeah, got yeah. an Oscar. Yeah. So I'm thinking, I gave that speech like two months ago. How am I now? No, no. How am I now going to skip this said meeting to go to Cape Town for a second date? Now, I'm thinking to myself, can I tell my boss, like, uh, like maybe, maybe it's not going to work. This was Sunday. Monday. I'm, you know, minding my own business at my laptop. Got my headphones in. My uh, boss walks in and he says, I need you to move the monthly meeting. I have a commitment. I can't make it. So please move it to this week. And I'm typing and, and I have my headphones in, but I hear this going behind me and I'm like, a word? <laughs> like, like my ears like, say what now? That is Jesus himself looking out for you. Thank you. This is the first of two signs. Mm. So I'm thinking, on Sunday I was stressing out about this. Like I can't in good faith just like ask my boss like, uh, so I want to go to Cape Town for like on a weekend. On a second date. On a second date. Like, do you mind if I just like phone it in on Friday? So then I end up talking to him later. I'm like, listen, I'm so glad you did this because, and then I tell him the whole story because him and I are pretty cool. And then he's like, I'm going to be there for that. And I'm like, what? It just became more absurd. And then I'm thinking, okay, well, that's now sign number two. Mm -hmm. So maybe, okay. And it doesn't also help that travel or the South African tourism ministry were paying for Instagram ads and radio ads yeah. and newspaper ads. So I kept seeing. Shout out South African tourism. Join us in Cape Town for the jazz festival. I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. But like my bank account though. So now this is Monday. On Tuesday. I'm like, okay, Addy, how are you actually going to make this work? Because you don't have cash like this to just spend this much money on a flight. Mm -hmm. And then I remember, I have miles. Oh, best friend ever, miles. And I have never cashed them in, ever. I'm that person. Like, I have, a, I have a gift card from, like, 1992. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm that person. And the problem with that is that you never actually use it yeah. or enjoy it. And so with miles, the flight would be, like, $100. Yeah. I'm like, $100? I can spend $100. Yeah. 
so we're going back and forth, me and this, this person. And so I say, listen, like, I would love to, but I just have to think about the whole finances of it. And then there's something in me was like, you know what? Screw it. Like, money will come back. It's going to be fine. And then I think... I think those were my exact words. The money will come. <laughs> the money Go will... to Cape Town. And then Wednesday rolls around. And an important thing about this story is that this person, this male human that is in question, we communicate in Spanish when possible. Does this male human who you communicate in tongues in Spanish... Tongues? See really? what I did there? Wow. See what I did. That was inappropriate and but not true. Okay, yes. Um, does he listen to the podcast? No. Okay. I don't think he knows what a podcast is. Of course he does. He's a millennial. I, no, you'd be surprised. Not everyone's on this train. Or he is like 50 but just looks great. Maybe. Maybe okay. that's the case. Okay. Go I didn't ahead. want to blow up anyone's spot though. Sorry, I'm digressing. No, no, it's fine. And so, Wednesday is the day where I really have to make a call. Because it's now effectively the week before yeah. this event's happening. But I still can't quite pull the trigger. Even though in my heart of hearts, like I know You're I want to go. Already. In my mind, I'm there. It's going to happen. So I'm back in the office, got my headphones in, and I'm listening to music, as most people do. So I'm just going between various YouTube links or videos. Um, and so I, I, I don't know if I'm, should I say this, what I was about to watch? Because I don't know if I'll just do Okay, fine. It was Taylor Swift and Zayn. I don't want to live forever. <laughs> I like that song. Okay, so sue me. It's a good song. I know all the words for that song. That's, oh, you do? That's okay, why you're good. Gonna, like, oh. <laughs> Because yes. I really don't like me some Taylor Swift. Well, Ugh. I just want to be removed from this narrative. Anyway, so I was clicking on that, and then there was an ad. So, fine, ads on YouTube. Per use. Per use. Now, I hear Spanish in my ear. The Survey Monkey ad is in Spanish. What? And I'm like, I have not heard an ad in Swahili in two and a half years. Yeah. So how the hell is Survey Monkey talking to me in Spanish? My ISP address is not anywhere in any Latin American country or Spain. Yeah. So how pray tell is this happening? Mm -hmm. And so you should have seen my face when SurveyMonkey was talking to me about buying their product yeah. or using their product in Spanish, mm -hmm. in my ears, in the office, when I'm just trying to listen to some Zane and Taylor Swift. Yeah. And so I almost throw my headphones and I'm like, what the hell is this? And I immediately text my best friend. I'm like, okay, I think this is like the 15th sign. Yeah. I'm just going to go do this. So I did. I booked it that night. I got an Airbnb for like $28 a night. because That's like, incredible. It was amazing. <laughs> also, further proof, because there were so many, there wasn't very much available because yeah, it was Cape Town was, yeah. and everyone's heading there. So I got the cheapest place that I could possibly find. And it's funny because he ended up not going for various reasons, which I won't get into. But I remember telling him that week, listen, even if you don't go, now I'm excited I will now go by myself if I have to. So day two, you went alone on. Day two, I, I stood him up in Cape Town. Yeah. Or he stood me up, but slash he was still here. So I think really I won yeah, out of all of this. Yeah, you did win that one. Yeah. And another really good friend from Nairobi happened to be there at the same time. And a few other good friends from Nairobi happened to be there. It was so much fun. And I'm so glad I went. And good. you can tell, like, I don't particularly find myself to be photogenic or I don't like taking photos. But every single photo I took in Cape Town... I actually thought I looked good, Excellent. which is, which is a moment because I generally don't care for them. But you probably, you're looking good because you feel good. Exactly. Yeah. I was probably the happy, like there's something about the energy in that city. Yeah. I felt it. Yeah. I just come and I was like, okay, I'm buying a house. I don't know how I'm going to buy an apartment if I still need to use miles to get here, but you know what? It's going to happen because God's going to help me find a way. Yep. <laughs> so that was my second date story in Cape Town by myself, yet an amazing few days. Like I, ugh. 
Like, I'm still on a high. It was fantastic. so good to hear. Oh. And I think, yeah, just, like, encourages everybody. But let me speak for myself, me, to, like, just <laughs> take that leave time and go and do it. Yeah. And I didn't miss that much work. I think I was only not in the office for two days. And I worked from there. Nobody knew I was gone. <laughs> There's internet. Hello. Yeah. Not very good internet, but yes. Your people could work a bit on that, but you know what? We could also you, work on that and xenophobia, but you know what? One issues. thing at a time. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, there's a cue here. Yeah. But I mean, I have traveled for like a lot less. Yeah. Because I remember, and this will go in the travel memoirs that I still haven't written that I said I would write like five years ago. So I was doing a Euro trip and I hadn't left London yet and I hadn't decided what I was going to do, but a friend of mine was hosting me in Paris. I was in London. I was jet lagged out of my mind. And he's like, yeah, well, it's ladies night tomorrow. Like, say no more, fam. I'm there. Booked my Eurorail ticket. <laughs> I was in the channel <laughs> within 24 hours. So I went to Ladies' Night in Paris. I think the bar was called Queen. Fun fact, they're male strippers. And this guy had well. a cop costume. And I remember a very robust routine to uh, Usher's <laughs> OMG. And it was <laughs> OMG indeed. Stop. So yeah. Well done. Thank you. Um, we also had a really good weekend. We We did. And not to spoil for future episodes, but uh, we went to the Acoma Amplify, which is a fellowship for creatives Mm -hmm. across the continent. So Kenya, Nigeria, and Rwanda, um, and they had their graduations. They had all their presentations. That was writing, poetry, film, photos. Mm -hmm. And this is put on by a gentleman by the name of Chidi and his partner in Acoma which is a media platform. Um, his partner is Zane Virgie, who Woo-hoo! most of you will know from CNN. And she's just an incredible human. Um, so all I'll say about that is watch this space. Dun, 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 dun. Anything else you want to talk about? Two we weeks. did go to Blankets and Wine. We this, did. This weekend. This was the first time we've hung out socially. <laughs> I still don't think that's true, but like... No, I mean like it was actually the first the time we like... That, pe- that we always spend every waking moment together. And we actually don't. Which the the listeners now know. Yeah. It's not a sham. Let the record reflect. Yes. But... We communicate a lot. There's a lot of WhatsApping. Yes. But not very much like FaceTime or like music festival time. Yeah. And so we did that. We went to see AKA and NECA. Both incredible performers. There was a lot so of actually good. really good Kenyan talent too. Loved so like, it. Every single shout out artist. Fena, who is incredible. Um, yeah, it was really, really good. And it didn't rain which was nice the weather was good no there was that moment where we were in the sun and in the rain and i just looked to the sky and said not today satan and then yeah, it stopped i know i was there i yeah. remember <laughs> it was great so one good hanging out with you yeah we should do it again sometime like not on a monday night when we record like mike in a year yeah i think we've reached the like quarter. after december once you've uh once i trapped chapter man 2017 december 2017 christmas 2017 let's go for that okay um see you there ding so, this week's Africa Rising goes to Edward Eninfo, which I really hope whoop, I said whoop. his name right. British Vogue has confirmed Ghanaian-born former model and stylist Edward Eninfo as its new editor. He'll be the first non-white and first male editor of the prestigious fashion magazine. Eninfo, who previously worked for Italian and American Vogue, will take over from Alexandra Schulman, who announced her departure in January. Condé Nast International's John Newhouse said that Aninfil was an influential figure in the communities of fashion, Hollywood, and music. But yeah, look at him breaking glass ceilings, race ceilings. Oh, like, he looks like he could be my Ghanaian cousin. That's really what I appreciate about him. All the ceilings. Yeah, and his well glasses done. are fly. Thank you, thank you. No, his glasses. Oh, okay. Yours are too, though. I mean, they look very similar. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Okay. 
So yes, well done, well done to our Ghanaian cousin, Edward Aninfo. Slash can we be in Vogue in British Vogue? My whole life. <laughs> um, so, still rising. rising. So, what didn't go so well? So I have two, and you know how I'm normally, I know. Oh! I know. Do you now? <laughs> yeah. You have two. I have two. Okay. One is really Miss, important. Oh, you like to be so positive. Okay, thank you. I feel so much better. Please tell me about this. This is probably the only time that I ever have two. Uh huh. One is really actually important, and one is a little bit more frivolous and more of a pet peeve. Okay, I'm um, here. I'm listening. The first one is about Stella Nyanzi being charged in Uganda. So Stella Nyanzi is a Ugandan activist and she's been charged with cyber harassment over a Facebook post in which she referred to President Museveni as a pair of buttocks. Oh no. So like bum. No, no, th thank you. Just, you know, okay. translation. Right, all right, that's fair. Um, and that's in the official charge sheet. So why wow. I think this is in Africa still rising is we have these conversations about freedom of speech quite frequently. I don't think anybody should be called a buttocks, but I don't think that equates cyber harassment. And in this case, why it does is because it's towards the president. So it's my understanding if you called somebody else a pair of buttocks, and she even used like a nicer word. She shouldn't say ass. You think she used buttocks instead because then it wouldn't be cyber harassment? To show respect. Okay. I'm being sarcastic. It's like it. the elderly version. It's like respecting yeah. your elder's version of calling someone an ass. Yes, and, but it, primarily it's considered cyber harassment because it's defamatory towards the president. Okay. I hadn't really thought about this more recently, but how many times have presidents gone around calling everybody else everything under the sun? Or MPs Donald or senators. Trump? And like blatantly <laughs> alternative facts and racist things. Yeah. And so I was just like, guys, we've got to do better. Is she in jail? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay. So now there's a whole campaign around like wanting to free her. And I agree with that. Like, I believe in freedom of speech. I also think we should be respectful. Um, so was buttocks respectful in your mind? Yes. What? Okay. Like, I, if somebody's ever going to cyber harass me, they're not going to say buttocks. One, because I don't really have them. I'm working on that. Goals 2017. Squats 2017. 2017. Um, but yeah, the other thing is I wouldn't be too upset if somebody called me a pair of buttocks if they were cyber harassing me. I just feel like there's way worse that people can call you. Of course there's way worse. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. I hope she's released from prison, and I hope kind of free speech doesn't continue to get squashed by presidents. Not just in Uganda, but everywhere. Okay, and what's number two? Let the record reflect. Namusa has two Africa Still Rising stories. I just want to... Uno, Joe's. Let everyone know. Okay. Billy Moja. Yes, okay. And de. Uh, okay. So my second Africa Rising uh -huh. is... There's like few things that I'm so, I... I'm so worried. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> As you should be. What is this? There's few things that I believe are like African apocalyptic. Okay. And so like when I feel like the world is ending is when this stuff finally made it to Africa. Uh-huh. I like... saw an advert today Uh huh. for, wait for it. And this is how I know we're coming to the end. The end of what? Time. Oh, okay. In Africa. Yes. Or the world. Both? Mm -hmm. It's made it everywhere else except here. I feel okay. Like. So both. All right. Any guesses? McDonald's? I don't know. Oh, worse. Can I get a hint? No. I'm just going to tell you. Okay. Flat tummy tea. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Oh, wow. We're here. People are officially ad because we had waist trainers for a while, and I think there's like some outlet and... Yeah, I see the ads on, uh, yeah, yeah. on Facebook. I lit In my head, I had this moment of thinking, as soon as we make it to flat tummy tea, that's how I know the world is ending. And it happened today. Who's selling them? Do you know? Uh, I'm not going to name any names, but there are some very prominent 
East African bloggers that are getting money from Flat Tummy Tea, which is essentially a diuretic. Wow. Yes. Well, so, I guess on the one hand, stay though, woke. I feel that's actually in Africa rising. What? Not that I'm. What? Not that I like the idea of flat tummy teas. I feel like tea might help you for like two days, but what you really need to do is like look at your life habits and like working yes. out and what you're eating and all that stuff. Yeah. And also slash maybe genetics and those types of things are harder yes. for certain people. But I feel like hey, if African bloggers can get the same like Kardashian cash. Let us be mediocre as well. That's really the sign of equality. When we can be <laughs> mediocre, just wait, as wait, wait. mediocre did you, did you say as others. equality and mediocrity are yes. the same thing? No. Equal, I said, equal mediocrity for all. Yes. For all Africans. That's why we always don't have to be rising. We don't always have to be exceptional. That when should we be can, the pan-African slogan. When we can sell flat tummy tea, that means we've arrived. This is actually a good thing. I really disagree, but... I'm telling you, this is a good thing. No. Yes, it is. I mean, I don't care for the actual product, whatever. I mean, it is what it is. But hey, if African women can get some coins out of selling it, go for it. Build your brand. Flat Tony T, I think this is actually an Africa rising. Well, you know, I'm always so positive. So maybe I only had one. Let the record reflect. <laughs> Namusa, still rising. Not to, one. Not to your mind, though. See what I did there? No. <laughs> Shall we transition? Wait till I give my money right. So, on today's episode, we have the incredible boss lady, financial expert extraordinaire um, on the Africana podcast. Her name is B. Indlubu. Is that right? Uh, for South African, yeah, I guess. Do you want to say it for the? Do you want to say it for the listeners? No, it is B. Indlubu. Excellent. Okay, I still have my South African street cred, although I'm in these Nairobi streets. So B is finance person extraordinaire and um, I go to her for all my financial models and general just like financial life advice. She is ex-standard chartered, currently working at one of the largest private equity firms, ECP, based in Nairobi but uh, working on deals throughout Africa. So it's wonderful to have you, B. Thanks for agreeing to be on the show. Um, First off, welcome. It's thank good you. to have you here. Thank you, thank you. Uh, so as we always say when we do our interviews, we like to start off with a softball question. What are you passionate about and why is it important? And what's the journey to where you are now? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we just, the, the easy just, ones we start out with. I don't know, it's so easy. Um, I don't know. I guess if I were to sum it up, I would say I'm really passionate about this continent and that comes across in various facets right so like things I'm really interested in are development education in general just that everyone on this continent is doing better as a whole with time um, and I guess the reason why that's really like my passion more than anything else is I got a scholarship when I was really young I moved to Canada and I think I always thought of myself as a South African before and then you go away from home at a very young age and then you sort of like learn to think of yourself as more African and you learn more about the continent and you just realize how far behind we are from everyone else. And it's really everyone's duty who is African to sort of give back. And so a lot of the work I do really stems from that. And so how did you get here? To ECP, to what you're doing now? To finance extraordinaire? I don't know, right? So I never thought I would ever be in finance. Uh, I went to United World College, which is the scholarship I was telling you about. And it's a really hippie organization that really believes in world peace and bringing together 16-year-olds. <laughs> you know, that stuff. No, but so it's like an amazing organization, yeah. right? It's no, a full I, scholarship. There's so many people that we know that have gone through that system. Well-adjusted people have gone through that system. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no shade. And so the whole thing is that like it's very pro, 
changing the world, but it's also very anti-finance, not on purpose, but it's sort of just, it became very anti-finance. A lot of like 17 year olds are like, actually what's wrong with the world is finance and big banks, which is hilarious because then, so the ex-CEO of Standard Chartered, like the global CEO actually went to UWC in Canada 20 years before me. And then he offered this internship one of the summers and I was kind of like, no, you know, I'm not, I'm not really into finance. I definitely want to do like a World Bank type of thing when I graduated college, did the internship. And I'd like, I'd obviously volunteered at NGOs before. And it just, it, it was one of those things where it was like, actually, you know what? Big money is not terrible if it's used well. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. You need more. We, we all make that compromise with time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, mm, money's not so bad no more. It's okay. We got you. <laughs> Yeah, so I did that internship, went to Middlebury, moved to China, uh, moved back home at some point to South Africa where I dealt more with mergers and acquisitions, which that's when you're like, actually, I sold my soul to the man, like (laughs) mergers and acquisitions and investment banking. And I figured, you know what, my whole thing is you need to speak from a place of knowledge. So I felt like I was learning a lot and that's what you really should be doing in your early 20s did that, I really wanted to be in private equity because I was tired of advising people of how to spend their money. I wanted to be within like the organization that was actually spending the money. So that's how I moved here, you know? Uh, and like I primarily work with education. So I work more with the fund where that just invests in education across Africa. So for me, that touches a lot of points. It's like education, which I'm really passionate about, but also investing into education because it's still one of those few products that's really undersupplied and people don't think of education as a product, but you need to think of it in order to actually supply it because the things that are really most important in Africa were like NGOs and the public sector can't really supply it. You really need like healthcare, education, you need to think of it as a business and that's the only way you actually make sure that you have as many of those across the board because you make it profitable for someone. And that's how I ended up in Nairobi. And in addition to your nine to five or nine to nine, you're working on a financial literacy startup in South Africa. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so we haven't formally launched it. It will be launching in June. But the basic concept about that is that even though I was an economist, like I graduated with an econ degree, I felt like there were so many things once I started working and I had money that I just didn't know how to do. And that's... You can't even say it's a South African problem. It's like a world problem. Like no one teaches you how to deal with money unless your parents are like really responsible about it and sit you down and they go, this is what you should be saving. This is what you should be doing with your money. And I definitely didn't have that. And so it really came about because I was talking to a friend and he's completely terrible at finance. He's like, I'm 29, I have zero savings. And I was like, I don't understand how that's even possible. But it's like such a common story with a lot of people, like not dumb people, not stupid people, people who are like actually extremely smart, but just don't plan well because they don't necessarily have the tools to plan well. So the project is essentially this online tool that sort of helps people manage their money. And so it walks through like really important things about finance, about like, where do you see yourself? What are you trying to achieve? How much should you be saving? What should you be investing in? Do you even know what tax is? Like, how do you actually like pay your tax? How do you avoid tax if you can? You shouldn't avoid tax, but. <laughs> that is like your number one financial piece of advice. Well, Don't, we're not adhering to any ad- tax avoidance. We're not adv- advocating for any tax avoidance, but essentially just how to plan the financial aspect of your life and to ensure that like in 10, 20 years, you're in a really comfortable position 
to do whatever you want, whether it's traveling, whether it's retiring. Like if you really want to retire in 30 years, how do you start now saving for that retirement? So it's really aimed at sort of millennials. You have your first paycheck. What should you be thinking? What should you be investing in? What should you be thinking about how to use your money? So I want to retire at 35. <laughs> and be top 60 or 60. Oh, yeah. You laugh, but okay. But actually, though. Okay. So what do I need to do to get my money right so that I can live my best life in five years? <laughs> I feel and like. go. I feel like. <laughs> No, but really, please steer me in the right oh direction. Take the um, wheel. Oh, my goodness, stop. Um, I don't know what your finances are, right? Like, I think it's more the fact that the program itself is sort of set up in such a way that there's, like, a five-year plan, ten-year plan. Good, because five years is all I've got. <laughs> so. You know, we'd have to sit down, me and you, and just look through your finances and Perfect. go, hey. Yeah. And some prayer, I think. I think, I think a lot of prayer if you really want to retire in five years from now. Oh, prayer, hustle, some elbow grease, and a lot of manifestation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's I support that. that. I support that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I have a, a kind of random follow-up question, but you lived in China for some time, um, but I know you actually learned Mandarin prior to moving to China. What was kind of the decision behind learning Mandarin? I mentioned that I, at some point I did this internship with Sun Chartered in London. At that point, I spoke French, and I spoke a few South African languages, which were not really that useful in life. They're useful in South Africa if you ever want to go into politics or like <laughs> talk to people. But other than that, it's or like a political rally, basically, yeah. and yell the right things. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Be on the right, like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was going to Middlebury, which is still considered the number one language school in the states. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. It was weird, right? So Peter Sands, who ex group CEO, went to my high school. Was like, listen, if I could give you any advice, I would say, do Mandarin do Arabic, choose one, stick to it, just because they're useful languages as a whole. And obviously Arabic for me had no, as a Southern African who primarily spends the time in East and West Africa, Mandarin made so much more sense because of like Chinese involvement in Africa. Yeah. And I'd already done a lot of work around that and like I had like a, a mini thesis up, up on it in high school. And I just figured, you know, I like languages, I'm pretty good at languages. At some point, this might come in handy because of China's influence in Africa. Did it. Yeah. Freshman year. Killed my GPA, but it was all worth it in the end, to be honest. Do you want to say anything in Mandarin? I know. Um, okay. Like, uh, I feel like you can't really say hi because everyone knows how to say hi, right? Okay. So, okay. 你好,我叫有小千,我非常高兴跟你们老听. That means your mom? Yeah, basically. <laughs> okay, okay. Basically, yeah. basically, basically, basically. Uh, no, no, it's just like, uh, hi, my name is my Chinese name. Um, what is your Chinese name? Liu Xiaotian. That just, that's as easy as saying your last name. Yeah, Zhou <laughs> the tongue. Zhou Liu, yeah, Liu Xiaotian. Basically the same thing. Uh, yeah, and I was just like happy to be here chatting to you. Excellent. Yeah. Or you could have you chat talked to us and we wouldn't even I, know. Oh, that is also very true. <laughs> Actually, it's not true because we are for Jonglin. Shama, look at you. What? Hey, my mind is blown. <laughs> I feel like I'm in the time, like a time warp. We are needs a woman Lautier. Oh, look at you. Hey. What hey. the gender? <laughs> and her what? accent is on point. How? Hey. How do I not know this about you? Dude, you reviewed my resume. It was on there. <laughs> Everybody puts stuff on their resume. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kai, Kai. I lived in Beijing for all total a year and a half. Oh, 
Oh. I studied there in college for four months. Look at you go. And then I lived there after graduating. Wow. So, so another black that. person speaking Mandarin. Yep. I'm so excited. We have another one. Yes. And another one. We're just <laughs> taking we're taking over. Basically. <laughs> I need to learn. Well yeah, you're Don't kind of the, <laughs> add that. Yeah. Kind of kind of the odd man out right now, hey? Ah. You mean more <laughs> <laughs> I'll survive. Yeah, now we can be best friends. Um, to take us back to the financial literacy stuff, okay. um, I'm wondering, what would you say are your top three kind of considerations or just like nuggets of advice for our listeners? So young African millennials who are underemployed or uh, not employed or who are kind of coming up in their career. Um, what should we be thinking about in terms of um, making smart financial decisions? I think it's really important to go, where do I want to be in 10 years? Where do I want to be in or five, five years? years if you're out of data. Uh, yeah. In five years. Let's remix that. Let's, <laughs> let's retire in five years. Um, I think that's a really good first step because you can't really, you, don't, you never know how much to save unless you actually know what you're saving for, right? Mm-hmm. Five years is where I want to be. Um, in order to get there, what do I need to do? For me, I don't believe in buying vehicles. I think it's the silliest thing. Like I had a car and it was not the worst decision I ever made. I really needed it because in South Africa, you have to have a car. This was before we got the car train and it was before Uber. So you really needed a car for safety. But I don't believe in, in like buying any assets that depreciate that you could depreciate in four years and like get rid of. If you're going to stay put in one place for a good 10 years, one of the best things you could actually invest in is a house. So you start paying off someone else's bond. It's like really important. If you know you're going to be in one spot for 10, 15 years, buy a place. Like it doesn't have to be the flashiest, but at least you know if you move away in 10 years, you have an asset that you can sell off. Um, I think that's really important, but I think it's also really important to have alternative ways of investing. So you have stocks that you can invest in through your bank, which is the easiest. You have government bonds, which are, if you have four years to invest, it's like literally as easy as putting away, I don't know, What's the smallest? I think with my bank, the smallest you can put away a month is $40. Literally putting away $40 every month makes such a huge difference in five years. Like if you're 20, it's money you probably would have spent on drinks and you like forgotten about it. But in five years time, because most things have like a 8% interest like yield or like 10%, it makes such a huge difference. The most important thing for me as well is that I tend to save at least 20% of my net salary every month i think it's just healthy you never know what's going to happen you're going to save up for a rainy day and if there's no rainy day it's really good to treat yourself once in a while <laughs> make, <laughs> it yourself. Yeah. Like, make it work feel worthwhile that you're working hard but you're working hard because you know that you're working hard for a reason right so if i went back to it i would say don't invest in things that don't really like don't actually yield any returns think of alternative ways of investing so stocks government bonds those are available in most countries even in kenya they just don't have as as good a return as like other countries right where do people start to get that information banks you would be surprised what banks have so like if you literally go up to a financial advisor you go this is how much money i make i'd like to save this much and they literally give you all the different options it's like it's all the stuff that's available but we just don't realize because we don't think hey i need to save at 21 like what am i saving for at 21 don't buy a car. Just don't buy a car. Like, I think we're all, I think once you all start making money, we're all like, oh. My what? car's flashier than your car. Exactly. Yeah. It's the worst. And it's like the worst thing because it gets even more apparent in South Africa. It's like, yeah. oh, none of us had money growing up. Therefore, now we have money. What can we do? But how can we show we have money? Like, let's buy a car. 
the worst decision you will ever make in your life. Like if the first thing you buy out of college is a car, you need to rethink your life priorities. Seriously. Damn. No, that was straight to the point. <laughs> okay. Well then. Thanks. So, Sorry. Did I sell a car for you, Adana? Do I sell like a mother? Good thing, good thing <laughs> I'm I have on the car trail, but no car for Adana. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm so I'm that much closer to retiring <laughs> yes. at 35 because I don't have a car, never have, probably never will. I was going to ask you what's a common financial planning mistake, and it seems like yeah. buying a car is one. So in that case, for those who are, let's say, just out of college or out of schooling or whatever it is, and you know, the idea of a house seems so far away, you know, what are the steps that you can do in years one, two, three um, that make you feel like you're kind of getting closer to your goal? If you live, and this is something I did wrong, so I can... It's unfortunate, but I did it. I did this. So I think if you live in a city where your family is from, stay at home. <laughs> stay at home for a year or two and save up your money. There's nothing wrong with that. That's literally the easiest way of saving up money to actually own your own place. Like, you're at home. You're not paying rent. Rent? Rent? I don't know. Up. Some African parents charge you these days. I'm just saying. What? <laughs> After a certain point, they're like, mm. maybe these are the ones in America. They're like, yeah. oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah I, don't, I hope African friends don't do that. Like, oh, I'm sure they do. Like chipping for some chipping for some groceries now and then, but literally the <laughs> easiest way of saving. Nigerians don't grow on trees. What? Girl. No, they don't. No, I really think staying at home as long as you can is probably the easiest way. Like you save money, be it like you're saving money to like take Uber, do that. Like it makes such a huge difference because rent takes up such a huge chunk of everyone's salary on a monthly basis. But if you can go for six months or a year without paying rent, huge, 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 huge. Also, a lot of us don't do this, but like the American way of like living post-college, a lot of people just have apartments with like four people, which is like annoying, but you don't die. I'm like quivering as you say that. PTSD. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't go back to having, and I love all the roommates that I've ever lived with. Huh? Putting that up. <laughs> um, I know they listen to this podcast. Some of them listen to this podcast. But yeah, that's a non-negotiable for me. Living alone? Living with... Needing to, needing to not live with other people. Living alone? <laughs> Living I, with That people. I'm not in a relationship with. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> or that I'm not related to. That's fair. Yeah. I don't know. I think for a lot of people that I came up with, especially, like, because all of us were very aware that we all look at like, how much we make per month and like what do you spend your money in and mm-hmm. it's like obviously you go out there's like drinks there's like going out there's rent there's groceries and if you can get rid of that huge chunk of like rent for like a few months by all means find ways of doing it like share there's nothing wrong with that if you're sharing to buy by all means but it makes a huge difference that was very useful mm. thanks b no problem so what's next for you what's on the horizon where do you go? You are relatively young with great melanated skin. What are you going to do oh, next? I think at some point, I'll, obviously, I think I should probably get my MBA. I'm still young. It's not necessary. The new school of thought is you don't really need an MBA. Yeah, Especially, I don't think you need an MBA. No, hell no. Girl, don't, don't buy a car and don't get debt. <laughs> Listen. But that's the you. basic financial Listen. principles. No, I'm serious. I will. Mm-mm. But no. that's you assuming you're incurring debt from the MBA. Well, no, I think the whole point is that they expect you to pay that back because you're going to make cash. Or what I'm saying is 
Do not go to grad school. This is my financial advice because I'm clearly <laughs> so qualified. That, that you did not take. Yes. I did not take. Do not go to grad school unless someone pays for it. Exactly. I completely believe in that. Yes. Debt is how you root. No. Mm-mm. Not today, Satan. Not tomorrow. <laughs> not ever. Okay. Not at the end of the month. Nope. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'll probably get my graduate degree. Have it paid for by someone else. And have, have it paid it, for. Definitely have it paid for by Amen. someone else. I don't have money to waste. I think I'm going to do this private equity thing for a while because it's very fulfilling. I feel like at the end of the day, the only way you really grow Africa is by making sure that like the companies are performing better, mm-hmm. you're investing in the people, and private equity, for the most part, does that. You know, you're like growing economies. And at some point, I just started a China Africa consulting firm with a friend, and I think I'd really like no to way. concentrate. No way! That's yeah. so cool. So I think we'd like to concentrate on that in the next two, three years. I just need to sort of work out a few kinks with life, but yeah, that's where I'm headed. That's super exciting. Yeah, I think so. Only all these five amazing things. No big deal. No big deal. No big deal. No, my guys. And she came on the podcast. (laughs) Gotta do as much as you can while you still can. Mm -hmm. That is true. So, how can our listeners find you and follow you and your work? Are you on the interwebs in any capacity? Is she ever? That's the first. You're just very good at the internet. That's one of the other oh. things that are I didn't say when I introduced you. Oh, really? You're really good at like saving and giving advice in the internet. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Okay, so our website for the financial literacy program is actually not up yet, but the domain is onegoal.co.za. So O N E goal.co.za. Awesome. Because at the end of the day, we believe you should have one goal in investing, and that's like bettering yourself. I guess I'm on Instagram, and that's B in RSA. On Instagram. There's a lot is of Is that really the letter good. B or like B as in buzz or like... And you should see the look on my face because the two of them are just giving me like the worst looks ever. No. What? What? <laughs> yeah. People want... The I'm asking the... how to spell B. And the listeners want your bikini photos. Oh my God. <laughs> is that a B for bikini? What? It's definitely a B for bikini. I can't. It's B as in B-E-I-N-R-S-A. So B in Salas. Two oh, like, E's in South Africa. Oh, okay. So, and I still get a lot of shit from people about that. They're like, you don't live in South Africa anymore. I'm like, I'm South African through and through. So whatever okay. happens, I'll always be, be in South Africa. Um, oh. We're going to move into a segment that we call, I think I've just named it Force or Fire. Fine. By, By force? force. <laughs> okay. By Force. I see what you did. <laughs> Shout out to my Nigerian colleagues. <laughs> um, so what we're going to do is we're going to ask you a series of just fun questions. Should I be worried? Um, no, I am no. worried. I, definitely, I'm worried. I've heard this before. I'm like very worried. You These choose are... your answer yeah. and uh, maybe a little bit of why. You should see my face. Uh, white or red wine? Red. You see, that wasn't so bad. Yeah. And why? Oh, right. Why? Less calories, less drunk. Wait, really? Yeah. There's less calories in red less wine? Less calories in red wine than it is in white. How do you know that? I didn't know well, that. Uh, my grandfather is very into wine. Yes. This is what he imparts. This that like, was the main Grandpa, how many calories are in that bottle? <laughs> red wine puts me fast asleep. Oh, I love good red wine. Good red wine is the best As thing As I've ever. gotten older, I have less tolerance for it, which mm. is very sad. So this is why you drink whiskey. Neat. Precisely. Like the older Ethiopian grandfather you are. That is the reason. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> uh, trainers or heels? Oh, that's really hard because... Hmm... Trainers would be sneakers for those of the North American variety. I really like sneakers, and I think it's because I, I used to play basketball. Like, I used to be a serious basketball player, so I really like sneakers. Because you're so tall. My mom used to coach. Wow. Soccer. That's so rude. I didn't even make that joke, and I'm tall. 
Right? Like, you would swear she was like. You would swear Namusa was like six feet tall. Exactly. Because you're tall. (laughs) No, I was just always playing, you know? So, like, I like sneakers. I like, like sneakers a lot. But also, like, there's nothing, there's nothing nicer than having a nice pair of heels when you look nice. I'm a little torn. I would be sneakers. I would, like, if I had a choice on weekends, I would wear sneakers. I wouldn't wear heels. Okay. Cape Town or Johannesburg? Oh, Cape Town. Johannesburg has more of, like, a pulse. It feels like an actual city where so much is happening. Uh, it has really good food. Um, but Cape Town is just... It doesn't feel like real life. Like, whenever you're in Cape Town, you're just like, I'm it just so yeah. happy. Well, the listeners already know how I feel about this, so... Thanks so much for being on our show today. You've been a wonderful guest, and we're really honored Shia to have you. Shia Oh, Shia Shia. Uh, yeah, thanks a ton, guys, for having me. I had a lot of fun. Anyway. Or rap. And scene. So now, proverb of the week. Week, 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 week. I'm so glad that you're taking to that. I always think about my arms. But again, 2017. The year of change. Arm squats? Yes. Okay. So this proverb, uh, there's a prominent financial institution in Nigeria. uh, Shout out, Niger. That bought out all the ad space of the airport in Lagos and put a bunch of proverbs and so the second I saw this one, I said, ah, this one shall be the Africana proverb of the week at some point. And it works because it was a bank. And this was our money episode. Full circle, really. So really, it was, it was meant to be. So are you ready, Namusa? Are I'm you, ready. Are I was you, born ready. Are you ready, listeners? I'm doing my arm squats. When a woman's cocoa yam is well harvested, she'll remember the person who planted it for her. That's disgusting. How is that disgusting? I don't know why, but it doesn't make me feel good. <laughs> Let me repeat that since you were so uncomfortable the first time. Uh-huh. When a woman's cocoa yam is well harvested, she will remember the person who planted it for her. Yep. Still, <laughs> still, still not good? Yes, still burst <laughs> out. And I'm thinking of all the different varieties of like the double entendres there. Why are you going there? Did I say that? But why would uh-huh. a bank use that for marketing? Because there's nothing to it and you're adding all this extra stuff. Don't do that. Really? Harvest your cocoa yams, okay? Just harvest I- them. <laughs> No, somebody else is supposed to harvest them, according to this proverb. Plant the seeds of your dreams, okay? Retiring at 35, in my case. Mm-hmm. In your case, Beyonce on the podcast. Yep. Same, same, but different. Pretty much the same. So, harvest that cocoa yam. And I will remember that I was the person who... Yeah. That's basically the cocoa yam version of reap what you sow. Except remembering and gratitude. And I like gratitude. I'm all for being thankful. Wait, so you didn't think there was any, like, maybe not purely christian Dude, thoughts in there i thought about it obviously okay. which is why i, ch- <laughs> like, which is why wait, I chose it okay. for today but i just wanted to let you and your faux surprise and disdain yes. keep going for a second well let's not block the blessings of our listeners so yeah listeners start harvesting that harvest cocoa yam. well your cocoa yam and remember well who helped you i think there might be a gynecologist visit in there but there's a lesson for us in there mm. i don't know what it is but i trust each of you to find it and really let that be your heart. intention for this week. Yeah. Let it be your North Star. <laughs> Ridiculous. So yes. Anyway, Namusa, how do our listeners find us on the interwebs? So you can email us. <laughs> yes, please do. Please do. Questions, thoughts. Thought, thought, thoughts. Mm, yeah, you can. The thoughts can email us as well. Yeah. Um, but if you want advice, Adidon and I will provide it for you. You probably won't get one 
concerted opinion. You'll get probably two very opposite ones, but as we'll has happened it, today, yeah, we'll <laughs> leave it to you to go forth and prosper with those. So write into us, and you can reach us via email at Ask Africana. So that's A S K A F R A C A N A H at gmail.com. They can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Africana uh, and Facebook on Africana Podcast. So thank you for listening. Slide into our DMs. We want to hear from you. Episode 11. It's a wrap. Bye. Bye.